What's up, buds? Welcome to another episode of the Ear Buds Podcast. Mm. This is a podcast where two buds talk about one album mm. for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. I, as always, am Brett Hyper Hanrahan. Join with me, Lucas, Mr. Mr. Big Improv Story Indrakovs. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Hi, how you doing today, Lucas? <laughs> I feel like I don't ask about like how you're doing enough. You never ask me how I'm doing. I'm I'm doing I'm doing good, Brett. I, I only partially care. I know. That's why you never ask. Um, yeah. which I can appreciate because I don't care uh, how you're doing either. But right. um, it's always nice to the empty gesture to to ask each other how you're doing. So uh I guess how the fuck are you doing? I'm doing good, man. That's great. So today, what are we <laughs> okay. talking about? Today we are talking about a I, very underground record, I guess. Yeah. I, I I've never like seen the numbers on it. I don't really know, but I assume there's no information about this record. There's no information about like the the head of this record that I could find. This is an album called Hyperstory by a band called Hyperstory. Which uh, apparently Hyperstory is really just one guy. His name yeah, is Scott, Scott Blevins. Bel- Belvins, Blevins, Blevins, Blevins. Um, but apparently he enlisted a lot of his musician friends to be on this album, like guys who have mm. Seal, uh, Miles Davis, Beck, um, Jane's Addiction. So some pretty yeah. good names there. Plus uh, some that they didn't even name. Uh, some other musicians that were on this. Like you said, we there's literally three short paragraphs about this album uh, on the internet. <laughs> there's very little information and. Obviously, on these episodes, we like to talk about one album, but we're also eventually we're going to kind of break down what we like and didn't like about it. We're also going to bring up our two favorite songs towards the end, and then uh, we'll rate the fucking thing, too. So that's right. We rate it in a ranking of bronze, silver and platinum. We don't even we kind of uh, skip gold we, yeah, here. We, we ignore, can't. Yeah, we, we that James. I don't care about gold. Yeah. And we also can't really like afford to have like those many elements and like we we scrapped the gold so we could buy the silver and the bronze yeah right the platinum is a big one (laughs) the platinum took most of our money yeah yeah right it's like most of our paychecks honestly (laughs) which Um, which are pretty fat so which are fucking (laughs) i can't wait to buy a cuban smoking fat cigars yeah i just i can't wait um well so yeah how would you describe this album dude because it's it's pretty different it's you know, the way I would describe it just to people who have no idea who might want to check it out, I usually just kind of put it under like alt rock just because like that's sure. the vaguest title. I was but say indie. Indie, indie. indie is good, but there are hints of electronic. There's like kind of jam band yes. moments and kinda vibes psych, on this record. Kind of psych jam band stuff like on something. Kind of psych. Yeah. 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 And uh, there's some pop in there too. It's a really interesting. Yeah really interesting mix of stuff like i kind of i didn't know how to receive this music the first time <laughs> because what's weird is i've never heard of this band before you've mentioned the, this guy to me plenty of times and since we've met each other um and i got pretty sick of it to be honest but i had never really listened okay. to the album and then the first real song on it a happening i heard it and i was like i've heard this song somewhere before and then on Spotify, it has like almost 4 million plays. And all the other songs have like 20,000, 30,000. Really? Yeah. So that song I, ended up somewhere. 
because Did you, I guess you never found out like where you heard yeah, it from. Never. It sounds like it would be like on Grey's Anatomy or something, but I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so I don't know, but it does seem like it would be on like a, on a drama show or something. And cause I would say, like we've said, it's there's cinematic, like, uh, sorry, there's, I jumped the gun a little bit. Like there's a lot of pop, <laughs> there's a lot of chill stuff, a lot of indie alt rock. Like we've said all those things, but it's also like pretty cinematic. It's very, very cinematic and sometimes just theatrical, but Mm -hmm. it's an album that I think nearly every proper song could be translated into a movie, could be in a movie and done pretty well. On almost every song on the record, which is also a pretty short record, right? It's like eight or nine songs. Yeah. It's like got like like six proper songs, comes up to like 40 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much every song I was picturing a specific movie scene when I was listening to that, the, the track. So it's, it, it is like, it does lend itself really well to TV or movies. So that's what makes me think that that song must've been on some soundtrack or feature on like the OC or some shit. Yeah. You know, cause this album <laughs> came out in 2009 and it doesn't sound like it came out in 2009. No, it's, it honestly kind of, like obviously it sounds a little more modern it wouldn't be in like the 60s or something but it's kind of a an ageless record you know it's not like i could hear a specific era in there so much no no there's i i hear a lot of influence um on this album from bands Mm. pretty big in 2009 like i i definitely hear like gorillas in here yeah there's a gorilla head right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so there is a uh I would say like a, a 2000s influence on this. Sure. It, um, it, I, I've heard a little cinematic orchestra even yes. on this. Yeah. Even dude, like something good, something good. Yeah. That has like a bright light social hour vibe to me. <laughs> you know, really it almost, like it that. almost dude. does a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it is pretty much all one guys, but it is, it's interesting to listen to it. And, um, and, it, had I not looked up when it came out, I would have totally, if you told me it came out two weeks ago, I would have totally believed you. Yeah. And the production is real good on this record. Uh, it it's, it's really I don't think it's amazing in any way, but it's super, it, it's just a, a extremely nice sound. It's very easy on the ears. You could put it like, in the background uh or you could even just like have it as the main focus of when you're like driving or something i feel like it'd be a very good driving album yeah it absolutely is um like i said like that that mix of psychedelic a little bit of psychedelic with the jam band with the pop and the indie yeah it every song does have a different vibe up until you get to like the last two tracks i feel like that's when it started becoming kind of same same for me sure but I heard Pink Floyd in there, Radiohead, Bright Light, Gorillas, like, and I'm really glad I listened to this multiple times because the first time I heard it, I kind of <laughs> broke it off. A yeah, little. it can it can take a little patience. It can yeah. take a little kind of understanding because I'm sure at first many people would get just kind of an like, uh, it was all right, but there was nothing, you know, outstanding yeah. about that's it. It's that's where I was at. Yeah, it's a very, it can be a subtle record. It's not kind of bragging about how good it is in your face, I think. Not a lot of showy. 
It's not, it's yeah. not very showy in, in the yeah. songwriting, but yeah, it's like after the first time I heard it, I thought, well, that, you know, that's an okay record. Like I wasn't mad at it. I definitely wasn't super pumped about it either, but yeah. it did grow on me after listening to it a couple of times because like it was cool, but it wasn't that exciting. It's not very energetic. It's a little <laughs> too quiet and slow the first time I heard it, but then it's like, man, once I started really absorbing I guess I really started absorbing the vibes after multiple listens and like understanding what he was going for on a lot yeah. of the songs. And it's just like, wow. Then, then I started, instead of just kind of being like, yeah, it's fine. I started paying more attention. And that's when I started noticing a lot more stuff in the music that I was like, okay, he's doing actually some really cool shit on this album. Yeah. I think so too. There can be, it's, it's a, there are a lot of layers in each song, a lot of layers of instruments and tracks, but mm -hmm. you wouldn't, think so at first you kind of don't hear those layers at first and if you're not like yeah. paying attention but there there are like some slide guitars that randomly happen there are some backup vocals that you might not have even noticed the first time yeah there's um, a lot of like you said there's a lot of layering to the stuff where it's like it can it gets really dreamy at times yeah um, yeah dreamy and i think, I think is a good word yeah right so it's like i feel like that's why you can kind of gloss over some of the stuff that's going on because you do get kind of like tranced out something maybe in a bad way you know where it's kind of you don't you're not paying much attention because you're kind of like okay i get it yeah like, this is fine like it's not offensive at all right it doesn't get yeah. loud ever uh, it, it never like demands your attention i don't know but there's so much going on and then it's and you know from like a happening which is a really really good like basically opening track even though pre prelude i think is awesome i love the spaghetti western vibe yeah <laughs> It it definitely opens it up for a very cinematic vibe, very cinematic album. Right. You know, it kind of reminded me of uh, Denzel Curry's latest album. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Melt My Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Where kind of he's getting this like weird, um, surreal, you know, I was watching a video recently about like Afro surrealism and how like uh, Atlanta, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Atlanta. Been meaning to watch it. Well, I've never, I've never heard of Afro surrealism before. And I watched like an hour video of it on YouTube the other day and I started it made it made Atlanta make so much more sense and then it started they were connecting artwork with Atlanta and the way that the the show is shot and like how it's kind of a reality beyond a reality and it just got really fucking <laughs> trippy and I started once they kind of started going through that one of the first things I thought of was Denzel Curry's Melt My Eyes See Your Future and I was like that is Afro surrealism like to it's it's really interesting and and obviously hyper story i don't think is anything that's, that's <laughs> it's a probably not afro surrealism major but. side note <laughs> <laughs> but it does like prelude does kind of open up with this really interesting vibe where you're just like okay what is this about to be and it's not like it's it's not a spaghetti western the whole rest of the the album so yeah that never really comes back which is no but it's a great setup like you said to the cinematic yeah ness of the music which it, it, it made me it's easier to accept it a little bit there it, mindset right yeah and yeah. throughout the album there are some intermissions that kind of give you a feeling of like this album it seems like this album is trying to say something to me or there's like this yeah story that's happening and yeah i i've never been able to parse it like i i've been trying ever since i found out about this album hyper story is this album that's it, that's it. yeah it's like all the info you just go on the page and it's just this cover how, and i've always did, like this is an album that came out 13 years ago one record <laughs> there's so little information about this guy out there yeah. available 
And it ha- he still is getting 19,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. It's not bad, happening? man. And it, it's, it's, I think it being a little enigmatic might be part of the record. The kind of mysterious, like who? Yeah, there's, there's like album come from. I've always, there's always been a hint of mystery in this record to me, just because there's so little information. And it seems like Scott Blevins, I haven't even, I don't think I've seen an interview with him. I like, I tried to, about this person. I've tried to find this dude. I found two music videos on YouTube. Mm. Um, And even those didn't really say much. When's the first time you heard this? Um, I heard this. It was probably in high school um maybe like two years ago (laughs) yeah well it was like a week ago we just got out i was in summer school right (laughs) um (laughs) are you ready for the next semester bro uh i don't know my mom says if i don't get good grades i'm gonna get grounded again can't play fortnite (laughs) um in the last time the first time i heard this record it was through spotify and it was like the discover recommended or something oh yeah 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 it was a happening came on my discover weekly has been fucking horse shit for the last like month because of the songs that we've been listening to (laughs) for this fucking podcast that's why i can't listen to that shit anymore like i use youtube music i need to like yeah i need to start using youtube for this podcast because it's fucking with my algorithm you gotta like it's like you separate home and work you know you separate family home with me yeah i gotta wipe off the the lipstick off my collar you know like i've tried a lot to bring myself home to you um but you just like aren't taking any of my advances so i don't want to kind of fuck you a little bit you know yeah well i mean it's fine i clearly fine you have like your standards or whatever i obviously don't value your opinion very much yeah those obviously yeah um and so it just came in high school in 2020 yeah in 2020 right and a happening came on obviously that's going to be the song that they like that they would put in playlists and discover weeklies like this since it's It's so much more popular it's a great song and it was just like i i listened to this song a couple times got stuck in my head and was like oh let's see what else they got and it's just this album and nothing else and it ever since then i haven't really talked about this record a lot just because i don't really find many times to bring it up right um, yeah the first time that that i heard about this record was from you when yeah. i was doing my daily album reviews then you you made a list of albums that you recommended for me and i think i listened to like half of of the albums that you half of one of them yeah half of one no no <laughs> um and uh and so i remember then you put it on the list when we first started doing this podcast like almost two years ago and you're like immediately mm-hmm. that was this is one of the ones that you you've been waiting two I, two years to talk about this record on this podcast it's it's been a while i've been it's been a while I, it's been a while it's, it's been a while <laughs> was that one week very naked ladies yeah or? okay great yeah um <laughs> Which only, was kind of coming out when this record was around. Only killer. Oh, so that's when you were in high school. Okay, I'm starting to get yeah. a line here. <laughs> and so, what's the last four digits of your social? Um, one 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 two. It's Damn, crazy. You, were, you got there early. Yeah, you I was one, one of the first. first. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's actually my entire you know. social. The one 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 two. Yeah, they only had four digits at the time. Are you a fucking vampire. I don't 
legally need to tell you anything like that. No, you, know? you do. There, well, there's the contract. I heard, I, I heard if you ask, like you have to fight. It's like if like if someone asks to buy a weed from yeah. you, are you a cop? They have to tell you if they're a fucking cop. So which is real, by I've the way, totally legit. In anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you love Twilight a little too much. I've always thought it was kind of weird how much you enjoyed Twilight and you put glitter all over yourself. Okay. Yeah, practice. Look, I'm like, what is happening? Fine. I'm a mummy. Okay. You're a mummy. I'm a mummy. With the lightest, just, you're the you have the lightest complexion of any mummy. Thank ever. you. <laughs> you were you were in that fucking sarcophagus for a long ass time. You yeah. Were as hell. Well, I mean, like I don't know. Like I just took the bandages off because I was like, what's the point? You know, like you're like just do it, just do it. And so I've just been a mummy this whole time. Um, <laughs> I've had my suspicions. I I know you have. We've been like teetering on that. That's been a big yeah. thing throughout the overarching story of this podcast. Yeah, what a reveal! Wow. Um. Yeah, and I, I, that's a season two ender right there. Faithful viewers will finally like understand all the foreshadowing, the hints we've been giving up till now. Yeah, that I've been, have been dropping. You've been dropping little breadcrumbs here and there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well. What, let's get into your two favorite songs on this album, dude. Your two choice nugs. Yes, sir. Because you know, it's always got to be a weed reference on this podcast because uh, it was my idea. So, because <laughs> you're involved. Because <laughs> I'm the weed guy. Look, so you're not. No, weird. no, 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 sir. Oh, no, I know. You're my, not the weed I guy. You got a beer in your hand, fine. too. No, no. I'm just the fucking stoner friend. It's okay. I get it. Where's your fucking beanie? Where's your Bob Marley poster? I took it off. I'm on camera. I was wearing my Bob Marley poster. I took it off. And you said you were going to put your hair in dreads. What yeah, I cut, my, I cut my hair today. Oh, my God. Dude, you know how bad I wanted dreads when I was in <laughs> middle school? Holy shit. <laughs> I, dude, oh, my God. I wanted them so bad. I was the biggest corn fan in the fucking world. Oh, man. I wanted it dreads so makes sense. bad when i was like 12 years old that i got my hair braided in dominican republic like on the beach one time oh shit the name is dreads it doesn't look as cool well <laughs> just saying <laughs> look you don't need to brag okay yeah i looked like fucking little yachty when i was trying to look like monkey <laughs> from from corn <laughs> or head well Not you need head, a couple more like tattoos and piercings i think to kind of pull like, that together what little yachty yeah, just like lean into the little yachty. Okay. I Which a, I think is what a look you should probably go for. That's yeah, what I was imagining. I'm not jealous of his jawline chin situation. <laughs> so <laughs> with that said, what is uh what is your first favorite song? Listen, Lucas. Yes. Each album we pick our two favorite songs on the record. Yes. And this one is, I think, an obvious pick for me. As much as I love every song on this record, consistency it, on this Can record is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a Happening has got to be one of my nugs. Yeah. Yep. 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 That was one of my first guesses. I have another guess. I want to guess before you, you say your second one, but okay. Happening is also one of my favorite songs. I absolutely fucking love this song. Like, I love how 90s it feels. <laughs> it feels so 90s. And um, specifically, Sneaker Pimps. Um, I, is that like another shoe show you watch or oh god damn it you don't know the sneaker pimps i guess i mean i, don't, I guess not the, should i the, uh, do i need to get into them no 
<laughs> okay, so maybe don't be so fucking weird about the it. ground beneath your feet. I want to. I want to. I want, you don't know that song? I don't think so. Okay. I got a head full of doubt. I mean, <laughs> well, I love that happening because his vocals remind me so much of like sneaker pimps and Tracy Chapman kind of like lazy vocal delivery. Yeah. Throughout this right? album, the vocal delivery is interesting. It's actually a person named Julian Casilla that's doing vocals. Oh, that's um, not that's not uh, old Scotty there doing. Yeah, it's not Blevins. Oh shit! Does he sing at all on the record? No, I don't think so. Which is, I like something what? I didn't know until last week. He just wrote and the shit. He, he just, just wrote the shit. Wow. He was just doing a bunch of other shit on it. Oh, okay. Um, the vocals throughout this entire album have a kind of low energy, chill, maybe even lazy vibe about them. Totally. It's it's kind of like. It reminds me of Kid Cudi in a way yes. where it's a very laid back delivery, but it does have melody on it and they can sing. Part. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, you know, part. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's lazy. Isn't um, taken away from it at all. I love the, the kind of loose fluid yeah. delivery of, of everything. And, and we mentioned it before too, but this, this is a song specifically that has a major like hip hop gorillas vibe to it. Yeah. Gorillas really for deep, sure loud bass guitar like the twinkly electric pianos and the synths and there's even those kid vocals that come yeah, in yeah they're la, 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 Dude, la, la, how gorillas is that like <laughs> so it's so yeah it's so uh demon days era gorillas which came out right around this time right like 2009 yeah like, i think so i mean yeah. it it's definitely influenced by the music around it uh it even something like he has like light like light record scratches going on during certain parts too, there's, there's a little like, is there? everything's going on. I'm just like, you motherfucker, like you're totally going for a gorillas thing. I just love how like dreamy and layered the music is on that song. And it, it like, kind of dreamy and chill. It has a bop to it. Like you can, it's toe tapping you can, like, yeah. it the whole time. It's, it's a great fucking song. And it's, you know, something that I still haven't figured out about my view on this record is that it's, it is a very repetitive record right like there'll be it gets there it gets there parts of songs even within the song repeat yeah to infinite infinitum like uh, happening basically the last two minutes of the song he's saying this one line but i enjoy that about the album like i really time and place right and i think that's what is the psychedelic part of this record to me yeah kind of trancey he'll, he'll trance you out dude like um something good that's the last two minutes of that song, like you said, is the the yeah. main riff just played over and over and over again. And it's like, you look at this and you're like, oh my God, this is a six, you know, five and a half minute song, six and a half minute song, even on the yeah. record. And it like, I don't get tired of it. Like, no. And it's in and I'm just like, dude, I'm super fucking, I'm just as into this as I was a 30 seconds in. You know? I, that's, yeah, that's why, a big reason why I keep coming back to this record is that yeah. it's it like, I never have gotten tired of it for yeah. whatever reason, no matter how many times a part repeats or how samey the album can be at times. Like I love it. I always come back to it. Yeah. And um, it's definitely an album. Like it's something that you it is an all album the way through. Yeah. Like you listen to it. It's you should listen to it all the way through because it is a piece of work. It's a composition, the whole thing. And it's really, that's really interesting that, Scott didn't sing at all on this record. Like I could have it with him. <laughs> it's such an essential part of this album. 
Yeah, it's it like, is, and all the vocals are great on it. It's like, just like one of the core parts, and it's like so weird that it has nothing to do with Scott. It's so weird, man. But like my honor, my honorable mentions too, like outside of my favorite songs on this, like I still really liked "Will It Ever Change." Mm-hmm. Um, that song specifically was the Radiohead vibes, hardcore, and specifically subterranean homesick alien yeah from right. okay computer it's almost sure. it almost sounds like a fucking ripoff <laughs> a little bit i, I but sang that i sang the radiohead song to the music of will it ever change and i could sing along with it it's very very similar but it's okay because i like it a lot it i like it is the thing so it's i fine. like it uh <laughs> also ascension i loved the kind of the kind of 60s heist oceans 11 vibe in ascension i thought they it was really good and i dug it was a little too long but again it's like i didn't mind like it's that that nen story are very their instrumentals their jam vibes it's almost like they have this room full of like 15 musicians and they kind of have this main music that they have as the basis and they just the musicians take turns to kind of add a little something add a little something to maybe not even a solo i would just yeah yeah i would say end story next to a happening is uh the most cinematic song on the record uh Mm. it sounds like it easily could be in a movie um which a lot of you know he's really good you know before i get into my last uh favorite song he's really good at building up tension in a lot of these songs too where it's like they are all pretty chill um very mid-tempo but also he has a way of like building up that music and like yeah letting it get so layered and so frantic and kind of like claustrophobic and then he he gives you the breather at the end and he does that on a lot of these songs and that's again what makes it feel like if there's a climax in a song that adds to the cinema cinematic feel to it where it's like it follows the the climax of a scene right yeah 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 i think matt Embry did that really well and I, and that's what i really uh hello well i'm just Who? saying matt Embry. I, I thought matt Embry also did it well on his who's but, matt Embry? uh for, are watch, you seeing watch, someone watch else the, go watch or listen to our last episode where we talked about <laughs> matt Embry's album if, if you will reveal the secret about. yeah uh and what i wish that um the interrupters would have done on the last track of their album uh alien i really wanted them to really build that up man like and and Scott is really good about building up all the songs. So with that said, my second favorite track on the record, uh, it wasn't that hard for me to pick, to be honest. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with something good. And I think that's your second favorite song on the record. as well. It is. Yeah. Yep. You're right on the fucking money. I knew it's, it. I knew, you it. know, I was worried that picking these two as my favorites would lend it to looking like I only like the first couple songs on the album, but there are the first like two real tracks on the record, but yeah, after this, they are the best ones. It's, it's so good. A happening is this great low key, like, Oh, something's like, something's going on here. And something good is more energetic. It's like a little more jammy. Oh, that, baseline is so fucking good that chorus yeah. where everything explodes is this something good yeah but it's weird it's like that chorus all of a sudden becomes like a uh again very 90s sounding to me like um specifically blind melon or like accounting crows yeah it sure kind of cheesy it gets kind of like flower <laughs> power uh you know feeling um 
and it, so it throwed me off but man that main riff and that main melody that they just keep coming back to is just so fucking cool yeah and the throughout this song he the vocalist kind of switches between this low whispered delivery yeah. uh where it sounds like he's laying on the floor and just kind of singing into the mic with a 20% of his energy mm. switches between that and a high falsetto um and especially in the chorus when he like puts a couple like an effect or two on the vocals and a couple of the the instruments come in it's like ugh, i love yeah. the dynamics of this song it, yeah. it's like masterfully done major major bright light social hour vibes i got from from this song <laughs> and you know i mean they won our fucking 2021 album of the year um so we obviously love bright light social hour and that's honestly throughout the course of our friendship and all the music that you've shown me bright light is my favorite thing out of all of it yeah you know when i when i finally brought that second record onto the podcast i had a feeling like you knew this is this is going to be one that lucas kind of holds on to and Dude, you have no idea like that is that has been a go-to it's like if i still had a cd changer in my car that thing would be fucking cd number one or two it'd be scratched out it'd be fucking i'd have to lick it every time i went in the car to fucking get it to play <laughs> which is why i was a little worried when i brought this up to you because i thought it might be out of your wheelhouse a little bit might be a little too repetitive not very showy like you said um and so I'm interested to see where you rank this thing on that yeah. scale of zero to 10. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously there's a lot to like for me on this record, like everything we've already said, the vocals, the production, the songwriting, it, like you said, it is timeless, even though that sounds like such a kind of a snooty thing to say, like <laughs> it is a timeless record because this came out 13 years ago and it doesn't sound like it to me. We, you know, we're, we hasn't aged at all. It hasn't aged. And if it has aged, it's aged like wine and not bread. You know, like it's only gotten better throughout the years. Clearly there's a, a small following with this guy and uh, deservedly so, man. I was really impressed with the album. Um, I would say the last two tracks are where it fell off for me a little bit, even though And Sorry was, was a good song. It, it sounded exactly like Reckoning <laughs> to me, you know? And yeah, so uh, like multiple listens definitely did this album justice for me um it wasn't all killer there was some filler in there okay so right. i'd have to give it i'm still gonna give it a solid 7.6 a solid 7.6 i'm i'm so glad i there was a part of me that thought you might just write this album off completely i almost did except um a happening is what kept me kind of kept you like no this band this band is better yeah than like my initial thoughts like, on there's the something album. here and i'm not giving it enough of my attention is what it was so once i i, I you know i stopped playing fucking red dead redemption 2 and i actually like had to <laughs> listen to the song or to the album i was just like okay yeah there's definitely a lot here for me to grab onto so 7.6 dude i really like the album yeah i'm dude i'm so glad i think especially yeah, you're nervous sometimes with the shit that you bring on here. <laughs> a little bit. It's like, yeah, because this yeah. one can be easily dismissed, I think. And yeah, I think the thing that would sell this album the most is getting it in a certain vibe, is listening to it in a certain mood. Like sure. walking around the city or something or driving around in a car. And night. it's funny because I think you have to 
pay a little bit of attention to appreciate all the things this album is doing, but I kind of think the best way to listen to the album is only like half listening kind of while something else is happening or you're like doing something else. I think it's a great like mood setter. I think you're right. Especially like, uh, like you said, driving around downtown, maybe even, and you're just kind of people watching. Yeah. And, uh, and you have all your windows up and you're just cranking these fucking songs up and it's, it does, it's a vibe. This album is, there's a lot of vibes across the whole thing. <laughs> so vibes are a big plus. Uh, I like how repetitive it is sometimes, which is unusual for me. Usually I'm not into that. I, I still no. don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, I understand that the last two songs you might not be into. Um, I think the interludes, while like pretty short and unobstructive, I usually skip them. When even if I'm listening to the album as a whole, they're kind of pointless. It's it's like a little pointless because there's yeah. not like to me, I didn't find a solid narrative. No, I'm sure there's a reason these interludes are here, um, but I didn't I can't. He might have been he might have been doing what we were trying to do on our in our band's last record <laughs> that we were just like, let's build a let's like bake a story into this that we did not plan <laughs> when we wrote all these songs. Yeah, let's just kind of like we have all the songs ready. Let's impose a story that was right. not intended it was like <laughs> yeah. the best decision we ever made i think the best decision i've ever made in music is you push for it i you i push, I push for not, it a little bit you push to not have this well because we forced narrative <laughs> onto an album that we were all trying so desperately to put to form this story we you know this was th this album that we're talking about was our baby and we recorded these parts and we added it into the songs and there was just a moment where i think we all were like i don't think this is i don't think this is gonna work yeah just because we, we didn't come so into mind hard. yeah it's it yeah. just like we were trying to make something that really wasn't there and the best issues and i think i we may have ever made in our in my career of music was like deleting all those tracks we had because yes, right. I know oh, yeah, it would have recorded a bunch of extra stuff and all these interludes. There were interludes. There were right. parts and songs. That's right. That's right. Um, and so maybe you're right. Good decision, man. I'm glad you <laughs> fucking put your foot down. <laughs> and so that. while while this album is, I think, very comprehensive and very focused. Yeah. Uh, interludes may be a little extra. I don't know. But I think it's a very accessible album, uh, though people might write it off. And I love the production. I love the vibe of this thing. The songs are so catchy. Every single song is catchy. And I always find myself singing it um, mm. just like out of nowhere. So I'm going to give this thing a solid 8.8. .8. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I put it on a lot. It's one of my go-to albums when I don't really know what to listen to. Well, 8.8, .8, that's a solid, uh, that's a solid rating, man. I definitely really enjoyed this album. So, uh, buddies, what, did you guys, do you guys know this band hyper story, all the listeners, all the viewers right now, like, uh, let us know what you guys thought of this record. Are you one of those people that listens to a happening and fucking gives this guy like $60 in Spotify money every month or something? Cause he's definitely making money. <laughs> He's making money from this one album. That's that's the cash cow in the discography. I'm very curious about this. So do you if you guys know this band, please tell us any information. We're begging to know. Um, give us a subscribe on uh, on our YouTube channel, give us a like, share this video, share our podcast with people. Go rate our podcast. We have like 
A hundred. You know, something. why not? Like, God you, damn it. Have you ever rated a podcast? It could be a fun experience. Yeah. Who, might who as knows? well try it with ours. Who knows? It might be worth it. It might be worth doing it. If you rate our podcast and you give us a five-star rating, we will read your rating <laughs> live on the next episode. And fucking give you a shout out as a thing. We will be forced to have you as a as a co-host on this podcast. Yes. Brett will tattoo your comment, your five-star rating somewhere on his bodice. Yeah. And like, does it have to be permanent? Can it just be like a temporary tattoo, like tattoo Brett. or tattoos are typically permanent? Just like a henna or something. I can't do Okay, we might be able to negotiate henna. But if we're doing henna, it'd have to be in a visible spot, preferably the neck and or face. Well, yeah, I was thinking the neck would probably be the easiest okay. spot. I'm okay. saving my face for all my Joker tattoos. For all the advertisements, all, all of our fucking... Yeah, for all the ads. You got to yeah. get a Pornhub tattoo right on your forehead. Yay. Only <laughs> fans tattoo on your cheek. Get the Quiznos tattoo right there. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm thinking Arby's. I'm thinking um, fucking Yoinky Sploinky. Got to get that roast beef one. Yeah. Money. <laughs> you know there's so much money in cold cuts baby <laughs> all that's with cold cuts all you get is nitrates and money baby <laughs> so it's just fucking you know I've told you, I've told you i've kind of i've kind of given you your roses a little bit about uh you know the bright light social hour being my favorite thing that you've ever shown me what what is my what's your favorite thing that i've ever shown you before you end this episode man one that's weirdly stuck around is um at all cost yeah that is for some weird. reason you've mentioned that album several times circle of demons yeah specifically yeah circle of demons at all yeah. costs yeah. uh you've had a big you and the other mortales boys had a big influence on why i listen to king gizzard now oh baby um so that was a big one. Oh yeah <sighs> man have there been any others uh sheer mag oh it's a big okay. one uh, in my okay. life i listen to a lot um it's uh, basically my bible now i don't know what to take seriously right? <laughs> i don't know where you've been genuine and sincere wait, but wait why do i what why is that a joke like maybe i don't know maybe people should listen to okay this. maybe everyone should go listen to our sheer mag episode and and maybe you'll know why i'm um I'm, I'm disappointed in brett right now and why i now i have trust issues thanks to brett i i like to instill trust issues into everyone i uh kind of have a relationship into every with. relationship you have yeah you're like i i want you to know that you can't trust anything i'm saying big part gaslighting is a big part of any relationship for me right right um well brett you said that you would um pay people five dollars to leave us a review for every review that they leave us every five-star review so buddies i don't think i said that find us on instagram at evpcast brett will definitely pay you if you do Give us a subscribe on the YouTubes. You can find us uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you know, just look for us, search it. You'll find us. Uh, and we have a shit ton of episodes that we've already done. We've probably done another album that you love or hate. And you can go fucking give a shit or support us on our opinions on those albums. So go back, go into our into our back catalog. Uh, Brett, what would you rate this episode? Oh, buddy, I'm going to rate this episode a fucking zero out of ten. Oh, oh you thought that was funny, huh? <laughs> uh, you think that's funny? Okay. <laughs> this episode was trash. Oh, boy. Right. Don't listen. Unsubscribe. I'm going to. Unlike. <laughs> I'm going to give this one out of two thumbs this episode. One thumbs up and the other thumb is just a limp dick of a finger on someone's hand 
right now. Okay. Well, I don't see why it needs to get personal, but yeah, well, you 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 pull the trigger first, buddy. <sighs> I guess so. And Brett, uh, you know, we typically like to tell people what we're going to listen to on the next episode, and I think it's my choice. And uh, we're going to go with uh, with kind of an obscure band. Okay. Exploding Hearts. And the album is called Modern Romantic. And what's weird is that there's multiple versions of this album out there. So we need to make sure that we're listening to it. <laughs> Got to kind of talk about that. We're going to have to figure that out. There's logistics involved with this record. But All right. Well, Lucas, real quick. Oh, yes? I, I feel like I don't ask this enough whenever you bring albums on the podcast. Is this mm. a good one or a bad one? This is a good one. This is a good one. Are you sure? This is a good one. So you've said that before. This is a good one. Mm, all right. I mean, I guess I'll believe you again. And Brett, I think this episode was a good one. Lucas, this was good. Bye, Brett. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.